0: We back, man. Another episode of Satan and Such. Feeling good, man. Feeling great, man. Wow. Feeling great. Feeling blessed. How you feeling?
1: Can't complain. Even if I did, nobody was going to listen,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mental health? Mental yeah, health checking? Yeah, mental health checking. We're going to get things started, man. Another episode of Satan and Such. Got our guest, Petra on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got on the show. Let's open up, though. Mental health. Ten across the board being the best, you know what I mean. One being not so good. How you feeling, bro? Let's
2: start counterclockwise. All right.
0: How
3: you feeling? You said one being the best.
0: One what?
2: being the least. Ten the being least? the best. How you feeling? Like a eight. Like an eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like an eight point five. <laughs> Pretty good. Like you about a ten with that Kool-Aid smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look super happy. <high. laughs> I'm about a. Uh, 8.5 8.5
1: for
2: Trying to be like me cool. <laughs> I had
1: to one up you 8.5. I said a, point 0.5 Oh you did yeah. Yeah. Alright I'm a nine. 9 I'm a 9 yeah. I'm
2: a 9 <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm about a 9 with you bro Yes sir I'm on a 9 with you But nah man Since everybody's feeling good Let's go ahead and jump on to it Yep Got the track star <laughs> UMBC's on mm-hmm. Petronella Now it's crazy Cause You know On the way up here I was talking to her You know what I mean Didn't know she was from Edgewood Crazy That's, Yeah Crazy. Hartford Tech alone. hmm You know what I mean? But just talk to people about your upbringing and, you know what I mean, what led you to Christ?
3: Um, so I grew up in Edgewood, Maryland. mm mm-hmm. um, I went to Edgewood Middle School, and then I went to Hartford Tech High School. So that's probably why you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I got into sports when I was in high school. So I started track and field in ninth grade. I grew up with two brothers. They did track. They did sports. So I was like... I'm going to try to do sports when I, you know, get to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, track was, like, the only sport that I really fell in love with. I mean, actually, I hated it to begin with. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. But I just stuck with it because my brother did it. So I was like, I don't want to be the only one to go home and not have anything to to do. So Mm -hmm. I just stuck with it. And then um, my walk with Christ is, like, I've always been a Christian because I was raised in a Christian household. Right. But I didn't get into, like, my own personal walk until I went to college and, like, all the stress and everything that came with being on your own, being a student athlete. So that's kind of how I started exploring my faith, like, on my own.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What other other sports did you play growing up?
3: Um, I I hung with the guys. So, like, they would play football. I would play with them. I did basketball. Um, My dad wanted me to do soccer, but it wasn't for me. (laughs) I also did volleyball. But I didn't compete, like, I only um, did track competitively. So everything else was, like, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's tough. What's your, what's your record? Your record time?
3: Um, for the 100, my time is 1187. And for long jump, it's 19, 19 feet and a quarter. Something like that. Wow.
2: She she don't also, play with her. She is not
0: one of them. Also holds she's. the uh, school record at UMBC. Oh, word? Long jump. Yeah. She humble. She that ain't even is. talking about that. She yeah. would not throw that out there. I love it. That's she's
3: her.
2: A, it's okay to talk that talk a little bit. It's, for real. Just a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, but going back to what you said about college, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Us three up here, we you know, college students, you know what I mean? So I know how you feeling as far as, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, being saved. And then having that such going on. It's a lot yeah. of distractions that come with that. I like, <laughs> I like what you did I like with that. You see what I did there? <laughs> There's like a lot that. of such going on. Now, Marae, talk to her, you know what I mean, us about just your college experience and things of seeing that.
1: Um, I was telling her before, the, before we got on um, air that I used to run track in high school, and I was looking to get a scholarship from Towson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in there. I was in there. But I got to con- – I had um, – Got A concussion like right before it was time to go and um compete, so ended up just not working out. Um, I honestly hated track, like she said, <laughs> like I didn't, I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to commit to something, mm-hmm. but and because my brother ran you know, um, played football, so I wanted to have something too, like oh yeah, we both play sports and this and that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. It was. It, you could tell that it wasn't really something that I was super passionate about into. Mm. But um, yeah, getting to college, like you said, that's when my walk with God really got strategic. Like mm. it, it got it picked up because I was always like I was raised in church, always a church goer, like just that was the routine. But as you get older, you still haven't developed the relationship with yourself, and not mm. because your mom said so or your dad said so. So yeah. I could, the stresses in college and just matriculating through really, it forces you to kind of come to God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, though. For sure, though. Now, I know in college, though, you know what I mean? You got the partying, you got the drugs, you got all that going on. <sighs> you know what I mean? So, like when I said, you saved, bro, it's kind of like, kind of pulls on you a little bit. You know what I mean? Spiritually, you'd be like, dang, bro. Like, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to really say it, but like it just pulls on you, bro. I can. I can attest to that because I know when I was in when I was in college, like I was lost.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was more or less just going with the flow. Right. I didn't go to church. I barely even prayed. Like I was just in the motion. I was just one of those kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But But uh, it took me growing up, getting out of that element for me to actually re- regain focus and start getting back mm-hmm. in touch with God. Um, so I know. How lost you can get yeah. when you're in the mix of everything for us. So yeah. I can definitely attest to that for sure. How? What type of distractions do you deal with? Like being an athlete, holding a school record.
0: Pretty girl with woman, a bang about. You know I, mean? right? I know it's a lot of
2: dudes <laughs> to be in the DMs. Like how do you how do you handle those distractions?
3: Um, I feel like like I've always had the pull of the Holy Spirit, like you guys said, mm. like on my heart. So. Even when things would get tempting, it was just, it never felt right. So mm-hmm. it was, I won't say it was easy for me to stay out of like the mix because, you know, we're all human and we all fall and right. get lost and stuff. But it's just like, if you were to, if I were to do something that I know was wrong, it's just such an overwhelming feeling of like, conviction. this isn't right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or like a conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That I'm just like. I don't want to feel this way again or feel like I'm betraying God just to be a part of the world, Mm. so to speak. So, and it's hard because not everybody is, you know, not everybody has come to Christ and not everybody, especially in the world of athletics and stuff, everybody's kind of about the parties and drugs and all that stuff. And it's like, it takes courage to walk your own path and just, just go the I guess the right way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know you said you grew up in church, right? Mm-hmm. What was your What was your childhood growing up?
3: Um. Well, I have um foreign parents. They're African, Nigerian. So I know they strict. Yeah, they were very strict, Ooh. especially because I'm the first daughter. Yeah. yeah. I have a younger sister, but she's like she's five years younger than me, so she's like the baby. They told you no so. boys. <laughs> Girl, for real. I see yeah, that too. No boys. Yeah, and I have two older brothers, so it's like. I kind of was like the second mom in the house. So I feel like I had to grow up kind of like, I just feel like I just matured fast because uh, it was almost expected of me to just be more mature than, you know, my, cause boys, you know, boys will be boys. And then I'm just the older daughter. And then like our culture, like the oldest, the oldest daughter is pretty much like the third parent in the household. And because my parents work a lot, I kind of just had to take up that role also. But, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the church. My my parents introduced me to Christ and everything, but I don't think I ever had a relationship with Christ until I came to college, like, for what myself.
2: Was, what was the climax that made you, made you want to build a relationship with Christ?
0: Great question.
3: Um, I think it was just, I don't know. I think my freshman year, I came in and I had this friend group that, we were very close, very, we came, we came very close, very fast, but a lot of things like happened that made us kind of fall apart. I don't want to like go into detail, but mm. we started to fall apart and I just felt like lost. And I felt like it's hard to find good friends. Like every friend that I've had kind of has drifted away either mm. because we don't have the same beliefs or values or morals or because they've done you dirty in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, I didn't feel like I had anybody to really confide in mm-hmm. other, like, you know, when, I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but when you have like strict parents, like I can't even really confide in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's what really made me just come to the Lord and just confide in him.
2: I so, feel um, that. Yeah. Definitely feel that. for Yeah. Um, Cause building trust, and people like that's that's big. It takes mm-hmm. it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel like it's hard for you to find true friends because you already have your guard up because of situations you've been through? It's Joseph M wanted with the Constitutionalist politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as yes. Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Jista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless.
3: Um, yeah, in a way, because... Like, I like to live by the saying, like, you know, you love like you've never been hurt before. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think you should go into new situations and put that burden on new people of, like, what past people have done to you. Mm -hmm. But it is still hard because subconsciously I feel like you still have those things that are, like, if you haven't healed from them. Or, you know, they're just those things that you still are aware of if you see that show up in new people. So...
1: And a lot of stuff is unconscious, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know that you're thinking about some of the stuff yeah. you went through when you're dealing with other people.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. Like, sometimes I have to consciously think about it, like, okay, this isn't the person who did that to me, so I shouldn't, yeah. like, put this on them. But, yeah.
2: it's definitely hard. That's even jumping from one relationship to another relationship mm-hmm. suggests like you was in an abusive relationship. You jump to another relationship. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to trust that person because sometimes mm-hmm. you might still see that other person. Yeah. That person, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So I definitely love that you're able to be transparent right now. And
0: then mm-hmm. explain that. Cause a lot of us, a lot of us go through that for real. Yeah. For sure. A lot of us. I want to go back to when she said she lost her friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that second I came to God, I seen a lot of people I used to hang with yeah. kind of mm-hmm. fade away mm-hmm. at that point in time. So You know what I mean? That's just all God, man. He knows who to put in your life for a purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially us here. You know what I mean? That's safe and such. You know, we all got real close. Facts. Right before we started the podcast, we all started hanging around. Definitely. You know what I mean? So for this purpose, I really feel like that. For sure. And adding people to the team, man. So it's definitely, definitely been a blessing. Yeah. So you definitely got to watch you have around. I pray for discernment and wisdom all the time, bro. Big on that. Mm -hmm. Especially in today's time because there'll be a lot of even here in Baltimore, it's a lot of things going on, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things going on.
1: So, speaking of um, relationships, how's dating for you? When it comes to being, a, and I see you making
3: a thing. <laughs> so I it's complicated. Yeah, I mean, I think it's complicated in the sense that it, like, I don't think it's complicated. It's just kind of not existent really Okay. like I do talk to people but once I see that I don't see a long term or I yeah. we don't have the same values or morals then I just don't entertain it any longer You're but strong. then that's the hard that's like the struggle because it seems like I don't know sometimes I question like am I being too picky maybe I should just settle maybe I should just you know stop expecting so much mm-hmm. but like it's just that discernment that's like now, mm-hmm. just wait it out there's something better that's out there you know And you'll,
1: you'll get your reward from just mm-hmm. waiting yeah because not a lot of people can yeah like you that's that's some, that's some strong woman stuff
2: <laughs> even even men yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like we all go through that yeah, yeah. um yeah so it's, it's it's a lot that comes along with that. <laughs> i'm saying think about a couple a couple things right now um but like as far as your, your high school career mm-hmm. transitioning to college how was that like what type of Things that you go through.
3: Um, I feel like my transition from high school to college was actually pretty good, because my coach that um, my coach that is my coach now in college. I already knew him in high school because he was my best friend's father. That's tough. So, and we were both on the same track team. Yeah. So in high school, so we were competing together. He kind of recruited me in a, I guess, unconventional way because it's like I would see him. Already when I was in high school and stuff, yep. it was easy to get in communication with him. So it just felt like family already when I came. And it was just kind of seamless. And I also like the fact that I stayed in state because then I could come home and see my parents and my family as often as I wanted to.
2: It seems like family's very, very big for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like how, how important is it to have a family-oriented uh, atmosphere when it comes to track?
3: Um, it's very important because, I mean... My parents, they work a lot, so it means so much more when they do show up to my track meets. Um, in high school, they never miss, like, the big meets. They went to my states and regionals. Yeah, they always went to my state and regional meets. But, like, you know, all the little meets that we have, like scrimmages and stuff, they wouldn't usually make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was running with my brother, so he was always there um, when I was running. But, yeah, family is very important to me. And... It just means so much more when they see me kind of succeeding in mm. my sport <laughs> how did you
2: how did you deal with like your parents like not being there as much like as like growing up you know you go through a lot of stuff as a teenager mm-hmm. like how did you deal with that growing up
3: um i just I mean I used to journal when I was younger because nice. um holding things in I saw was not good for me like I would just blow up at random things that I'll be like, why am I getting so angry at this? But yeah, journaling helped. And then obviously when I started getting closer, my relationship with God, just praying, talking to God. Um, and I understood also that it's not that they were choosing to not be there, that they just had to not be there for like the betterment of the whole family. So I understood that. And that made it, I mean, it was still hard, but it made it easier for me to appreciate them even more. Also that, when they did come to my meets and all that stuff, so
0: yeah, no, that's good, man. That's definitely good. Now, I've been seeing on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, squatting, deadlifting. and I mean, a lot of people don't know about the preparation that goes in the track. You now, I mean, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about all the preparation and things that you have to go through.
3: Yeah, pre- um, track is such a huge mental sport, and like, I didn't really know that until I mean, I heard it. They will always say it's like. mental, 10% physical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's no way you're going to be running fast if you're not in shape. So I always thought the physical part was very, very important, which, I mean, it still is. But once you can overcome the mental aspect of it, I feel like that's when you really start to peak in the sport. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, like you said, we do a lot of training. We do weightlifting, um, a lot of conditioning. Like right now we're in our conditioning season and I hate it, but <laughs> but it's like this is what's all going to pay off later on when you are racing because the hard part is the training and the easy part is the racing pretty much, yeah.
2: you have any uh, goals set for yourself this upcoming season?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I used to be in previous years, I feel like I've been so rigid with my goals and stuff, but the main goal this year is just to have fun and find any way to bring back – bring everything back to Christ because I was mm-hmm. always, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit naturally gifted, but I was never the type that's naturally gifted that I didn't have to work hard. So like everything yeah. I had, I had to work for it. So I just want people to see through like my story, I guess that if I can do it, like surely you can like my, I started ninth grade with like 14 seconds in a hundred. Yeah. So that was very slow. And, <laughs> and the long jump, I was jumping like 12 feet like when I first started. So, um, And, yeah, I mean, when I started taking track seriously in 10th grade. And then 11th grade was like my peak in high school. And then, like, just sticking to it and also the coaches that I had and the support system I had is what really pushed me to just keep going and to, um, to find the success that I've had in this sport.
2: So it like seems like you got like a real strong work ethic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other aspects in life do you use that that work That's ethic to? I was just about to, to Um <laughs> I use it in school.
3: Um right now I'm in school for nursing. Um but I mean I just don't know. I feel like I don't know exactly what God is calling me to because I don't see myself being a nurse for, like forever. But um yeah, just being organized and disciplined and just in school with track with just in work like all my responsibilities and i feel like just the environment that i grew up in and having to be responsible early on is what has kind of translated to all the other
2: aspects of my life so deep if you haven't already i would definitely say to to pray to god and ask him to show you your purpose mm-hmm. that's that's what i did yeah that's what i did and i and it felt It felt better for me to know my purpose because I felt like before I was just going through the motions, yeah, trying this, trying that. But Mm -hmm. like once you have it set in stone, like your purpose in life, like Mm -hmm. God's gonna order your steps. You know which way to
1: go.
0: That that was a great one. Like you'll know which way to go. Yeah, man, that was deep. So where when God? God was talking to you about your purpose, and I mean, what doors open for you? A lot. um, So. God was talking to me about my purpose. Like, I was
2: working at a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I had my oldest daughter. I uh, was about to have my youngest daughter. So I had another child on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, working at a warehouse, just making ends meet, trying to take care of the family. Um, I kept hearing a voice to quit my job. Mm -hmm. Didn't know where it came from Like I was doing The warehouse gig But I was also doing Photography on the side
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So I kept hearing Quit my job I would hear it This week That week So I would I talked to my fiance And I'm like Listen like I don't know Whether I'm going crazy Or whether Mm -hmm. this guy Talking to me Like I keep hearing it, quit my job She looked at me Like I was crazy Like (laughs) you're not Quitting your job Like we already got One child We got another child On the way Like we're not In that financial state Right now For me to quit Right So it came The Week after July Fourth, um, I got in trouble at my job. Like, but they were talking to me like as if I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I got in trouble for being in the bathroom too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they were speaking to me. I had a meeting, whatever, blah, blah. blah. They told me like either I was going to correct the issue or they want to fire me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And heard on my voice, quit, like quit right now, quit right wow. now. So I quit. I sat in my car after I quit for like 20 minutes. Like, what did I just do? (laughs) I'm sitting here like, yo, I don't know what's next. Like, I don't know what's next for me. Like, I I just didn't know what what I was gonna do. But within that week, me being a photographer, like I was able to book, I was booking that week. I did a whole summer, almost every day, $60 shoots. Like $60 might sound like a lot to a normal person, but as a photographer, that's not a lot.
1: Like mm-hmm. especially,
2: I was doing sixty dollars shoes. I was sending people twenty to forty pictures. Right. Added it into my car right after we got done. So wow. God just helped me help me with my purpose. Uh, right now, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a gig with Life Touch, so I work for them part time. So wow. I'm walking on okay. my purpose as a photographer, and it just makes me feel good because it's it's more than just photography. It's all about like making people feel good. Mm-hmm. When I shoot them, they feel important. You know what I mean? So, yeah. God gave me my purpose, and I, I feel like this is only beginning. That's why I was telling you you pray and ask God to show you your purpose. It might be in bits and pieces, but eventually you'll get the full package. Wow. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's deep, man. That's Mother's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Preacher Terry right there. He can trade right there. Nah, but um, going back to you, though, what's the legacy you hope to leave behind?
3: Uh, I feel like legacy is such a big thing that you look That you look to, but Mm -hmm. honestly, I just want people to remember me as somebody who was an advocate for the kingdom. Like, no matter what I end up doing, Mm. I just want to be able to say that I was able to walk in my purpose and obey God and bring everything back to him. Because, like, we're only here for so long and whatever you do on this earth. Or everything that you accumulate, all the materialistic things like you leave this earth with nothing. Mm. So I just wanna be able to die empty in the sense that everything that God had put in me, I was able to give it to the world before I left. So You're tell somebody so spend time with damn. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> For sure. I
1: mean, as far as purpose, it sounds like you, that's what it is. Just be a kingdom advocate, like yeah. I mean, you'll find what you love in it, mm-hmm. but if the, if that's the, the route, not a lot. That's not a lot of people's uh, like legacy. Yeah, that's not an answer that you get often. Yeah, so never. I think that because that's your answer, then God will give you the desires of your heart and make it make your path plain because mm-hmm. that's 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 what your real desire is: is to make sure He gets the glory through everything you do. Mm-hmm. So in whatever you do, no matter how like small or Fruitile may seem like that's your purpose is gonna shine through regardless.
0: Right. Definitely. Do Definitely. you
1: sing can you sing? Can I sing? Um I like to sing, yeah.
2: holding
0: back
1: No, she just likes she can sing.
0: <laughs> she can sing.
1: <laughs> I, it looks like
0: <laughs> she can. <laughs> she can sing.
1: You don't like to sing or you did?
3: I do I do like to sing. With I just know? I'm just nervous in front of people. Oh, yeah, I get like it that. I get it Maria was about to ask for an a selection I wasn't yeah.
1: I <laughs> wasn't. it's crazy because as you were talking when you said something about your purpose I was like I started thinking like she can sing I know she can sing uh-huh. I'm not going to ask you to sing but I just
2: <laughs> I had what, to ask that's what was coming next yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what was coming I think, next I think what you, what you said touched me though like mm-hmm. as far as like like you're not going to be here for long
0: mm-hmm.
2: like we don't we don't like you say it all the time like we don't know the date uh, when we're gonna pass away, so I, I think it's really big to like, like you said, give everything everything that you got every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day that you have is for you to get better and to impact people's lives. So, definitely think that's huge because us being young, we think we're gonna live 10, 15 years from now. You never yeah. know, you could be gone tomorrow. For real, so.
0: Yeah, we definitely see that every day, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I just want to tell everybody watching, I mean, keep a strong prayer of life. Keep some good people around you. Definitely. You know what I mean? It you change. just stay close to Jesus, especially in these times. For sure. Intimacy is important, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, with Jesus. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know what I mean, that's what we're striving for at Satan and such, mm-hmm. and we will continue to promote that, you know what I mean? So whenever we see somebody doing something positive and trying to be an advocate for the kingdom, you know what I mean, they family. Definitely. Yeah. You family when you come on us. Don't be afraid to reach out. For sure. Thank you. If you ever need anything, you know what I mean, we right down the street. 20 minutes, UMBC. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> not. That's not for. Us. <laughs> That's not for us. So this has been another episode of Saving the Session. You can find us on all streaming platforms at S A V Want to give out your socials.
3: Um, everything's at Petronella. Well, underscore Petronella for Instagram. P E T R O N I
2: L L A. There you go. Yeah, I was just about to tell you spell that out. People, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> um,
1: my Instagram is I am a Victoria.
2: I got We got That's a I DM. Say to such DM they ask is the DMs open for me. I <laughs> said <sighs> yes.
1: It's nice. <laughs> it's good.
2: It's good to go. You already know it's your boy, Poppy Stew, man. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Share it, bro. And uh, make sure you you uh, talk to us in the DMs. Let let us know what topics you want us to talk about, what guests you want us to bring on. We're just going to keep it rolling for us It's only the beginning.
0: We're going to keep going. I appreciate y'all.